Before I get started, this episode of Thought Out House can be seen on my YouTube channel, link in the description. I'm Jack Freeman, and this is my Thought Outhouse. So I wanted to talk to you all about the start of my tour for my solo show, Embrace Me, which just started in the last two weeks. I have a few upcoming shows. So the solo show is going to be in Utica, New York, March 8th and 9th. And then after that, I'm going to Colorado to Denver on March 13th and Boulder, Colorado, March 14th and 15th. The Colorado dates are not my solo show. Those are just stand-up dates. I'm going to open for my friend Joseph Rosenswag, who's a really funny comic originally from Dallas, who now lives here in New York. So we're going to Colorado. So yeah, link in in the bio, I suppose. I wanted to, to talk to you all about the first two weekends of the tour because they were super eventful, huge learning opportunities for me, which I'll tell you about. And then I'm going to tell you about the overall state of my uh, of my mind and my heart as I've uh, as I've begun this process of working on the show on the road. The first weekend that I did was in State College, Pennsylvania, at this really, really great uh, small improv theater called Blue Brick Theater. Shout out to James and, and everyone at the theater who put together that weekend. James and the, and the other owners and operators of the theater were amazing and accommodating, really put together, like logistically, a great weekend. And then the staff and everyone at the theater, just rad folks, really enjoyed our time together. And then also shout out to uh, Chumley's Bar, which is a uh, a bar in, in State College. That's like State College's oldest gay bar. They were very, very kind to us and, and really welcoming and supportive of, of uh, the theater and of the show. So shout out to everyone who put that together. I went out with my uh, with, with a really good friend of mine named Hamza Chowdhury who's a funny, funny comic from uh, New York City here. Uh, he's originally from Oklahoma City. I'm originally from Wichita, Kansas. So we had we have a lot in common as as dudes. And so like hanging with him for the whole weekend was, was uh, sick, you could say. So a couple things about this tour in general. This tour is, it's not a normal stand-up tour. Uh, for one, I'm, I'm touring a solo show, which is a slightly different animal. When you're just a stand-up comedian and you're and you're touring, there are uh, different like logistical concerns. For example, like it, you can, I think you can do stand-up in more spaces. For example, when when Joseph and I go to Colorado in a in a few weeks, uh, uh, Joseph's tour is fantastically put together because he he, he can work breweries. So we're going to be doing these these great brewery spaces. And for stand-up, that makes a lot of sense, right? Because breweries are are, are a great space for for stand-up. You know, like the vibe very much fits it. But I think what I'm learning about about producing solo shows is that they do require a slightly more theatric environment. They they require a more concentrated, maybe darker environment that more resembles a theater space, just to just to have enough attention and quiet when the show is quiet and is not just like you know five laughs per minute. So logistically, there are fewer venues that I can that I can work with, and oh, this is just painfully uninteresting logistical conversation. The point is, I don't know what I'm doing business wise. 
Um, <laughs> that's basically all you need to know. Also, as you can probably tell, uh, I'm not the biggest draw as a as a comic to get people to come to your show. It really helps if you are how do I put this uh, delicately a good. <laughs> No, I'm a fine comic. I'm a great comic. You should come to the show. What I mean is that it helps if you have a big social media following or if you have credits in traditional media like late night credits or or other television or radio or podcast appearances or pretty much anything. And and I'm trying to tour this or I'm trying to I'm trying to go to these like mid-size markets without um uh, fans. <laughs> so business-wise, it's an uphill battle. You'd think that going to a town uh, of like 50,000 people, you, you just have to advertise as like New York comedy comes to X mid-sized town. Turns out a lot of people would rather uh, sit at home. <laughs> but I, I did know that going into this. So that's not a surprise in I guess what I'm trying to say is that I, I'm figuring out the business as it goes along. The The good news is that in, in a place like State College, uh, working with a theater like Blue Brick Theater, a lot of these theaters have an audience that come to see shows pretty frequently. And in the case of Blue Brick, uh, they have such a great native audience, uh, just people who want to come see any show. So I, I had a huge advantage in State College that uh, there was a, a really savvy co- comedy audience who just wanted to see to see some some comedy. So both the Friday night and the Saturday night were great shows. We had pretty big audiences for those spaces. And both shows were phenomenal. They really were. Like, like I said before, Hamza opened the shows and, and killed and then I went up and and the show went really well. The show connected, the, the jokes connected really well with, with that audience, which I, I didn't know for sure. That was the first time that I was performing the show outside of New York for months. And only the second time that I'd ever performed that show outside of New York, the first time was in Dallas. State College is kind of a weird town. It's a really beautiful town, but it's it's kind of strange. Uh, Penn State University is in the town. And that weekend, they were doing a fundraiser uh, on campus called Thon, um, not to be confused with Thong, which is a fundraiser where all of the undergrads, basically in the whole university, they all go to the basketball arena and they stand for 46 hours in order to raise money for kids with cancer, which is a great cause. Not knocking the cause. I'm only knocking how that cause uh, affects my numbers specifically. <laughs> Let's be fair. They were not coming to my show. I also, for the first time, was having strangers uh, come up to me after the show, and they started to tell me uh, how the show affected them. A few people came up to me after the show uh, who told me about some of the, the mental and physical health issues that they experience, and and they thanked me for for bringing the show to them that meant a lot and will, uh, I hope, always hit me as hard as it's been hitting me in the last two weeks. The second weekend was this last weekend in Rochester, New York. I went with my uh, with my, my really good friend Skylar Holtzman, another very funny New York comedian who went with me as an opener. Uh, Skylar and I are, are great friends, and, and that time together was uh was bonkers it was kind of like a boys weekend out on the town as it was with hamza and rochester has a lot to offer the shows were at 
this acting studio in Rochester called Take Five Studios, uh, which is run by this guy named Eric. Shout out to Eric, the owner and operator of of Take Five Studios, because he created a phenomenal environment for the shows to happen on Friday and Saturday. And, and and actually uh, hosted the shows, like opened the shows for us. But he also invited us to his class, a class that he was running on Saturday, an acting class, which was great. As a teacher, he's a great teacher. The students were were really enthusiastic and really into it. And Skyler got up and did did an acting exercise, which he killed, to be frank. Skyler, uh, he should stop being a comedian. He should he should focus on more serious work. The the class was great. Eric as a as a teacher uh, really lit it up. And if you're if you're in Rochester and and you're interested in acting, you got to hit up that that studio because I learned more in like that two hour acting class than I've I've learned in in years and years and years of stand up as a performer, which I think says something both about how good that class is and uh, how bad of an actor I am. If State College is uh, is weird, then Rochester is just like off the off the map it's a really strange place we we had to like move hotel rooms uh like four times over the course of the weekend because there was like an there was like an edm dj practicing his set in the room next to us one night and then we woke up the next morning and there was like a mom shouting at her kids in the in the other room next to us so we had to keep moving rooms we were kind of like in the surreal state of of uh of restlessness and then we experienced this this weird town, Rochester. Like y'all are, y'all y'all have like a real David Lynch uh, energy going on, where it's kind of like an empty town, but you always have the feeling that you're being watched. It was also kind of like weirdly warm. Like there was really only one day that it was cold, even though it was in the middle of February. Uh, so it was just a surreal, suspended reality that that Skyler and I really enjoyed. We we had we had a, a great time, but it was uh, it was a strange time. And the shows themselves, they were both great and sparsely attended. Uh, we had small audiences for both rooms, but the audience who came to both shows, both the Friday night and the Saturday night shows, it was supremely meaningful to have them there. On the Friday night show, I met a few disabled people after the show who self-identified as disabled like during the show, and they seemed to to really enjoy it. They seemed to really resonate with with it. And uh, one of one of the guys, uh, one of the disabled folks who came, he drove you know an hour and a half from from Buffalo to be there with his partner, which struck me as really meaningful and also signified a dedication that other people have to the show, which was really humbling. And I think I'll always remember that feeling of, of him telling me that. So having those folks there on the Friday night show and then having some old friends come to see the show on Saturday, again, even if the rooms were small, it meant so much to have them there and to, to feel that support and to feel the the love in, in for all four shows for the, the, the shows in state college and then the shows in Rochester, it just meant so much truly. So now what I'm trying to do is understand how I'm feeling and to power through some pretty significant insecurities that have been kicked up from the last two weeks or so of doing these shows what's clear is this the show is good the show works pretty well already which is amazing and so humbling 
that comedically the bits are working for just normal people throughout the country. Like I'm getting big laughs that are it's really fun. I'm 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 growing quickly as a comedian. I'm headlining. I'm doing an hour for the first time on the road, and and it's going well. As a comedian, it's going well. And then the story components, like the solo show components that are more serious, are really they're really connecting with with these audiences. So I'm doing I'm doing pretty well on stage. It's just it's just off stage. I have no fucking clue what is going on. That's a significant part of success. And um, I have to learn very quickly how to be good at this because there is a financial investment in this. Like these shows, are, there are expenses to these shows. Like I'm taking a friend on the road. We're, um, I'm paying for both of our travel, both of our lodging. The, the venues themselves have different financial deals, but there is money involved. And since there's money involved, there's a lot of potential for earning and there's a, a lot of risk. I Again, I, I knew that going in, so this is not a surprise, but I think it it really hits differently when you're actually on the road and you're in and every single person in the audience means so much to you both as an audience member but then also just financially they you just you kind of see people as like tickets and that's a very new experience for me i i've i've not had to really think this way throughout my career so to be in this position now is both i'm both extremely privileged to have the capital to do that and to have a job that's flexible enough to 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 let me do this but on the other hand i'm also uh uh, way more vulnerable than I, I've ever been uh, financially, professionally, in all these ways. It's it's very strange. It's very strange. I'm trying to take my career and my life into my own hands, and I'm realizing how exciting that is, but also how precarious it is. But I guess that's why I'm doing it. A lot of the insecurities that I'm feeling have to do with with the financial situation of of just having to to manage many expenses at once, trying to basically manage a small business while also performing. But I'm also feeling a lot of the insecurities of just any comedian, which is that I'm 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 really I'm putting myself out there online a lot more. I'm putting myself out there on stage so much more and so much more fully. And I'm also putting myself out there professionally that I'm, I'm trying to to run the show and to, to promote this show that while I believe in it, I understand if other people are looking at me like, who is this guy? <laughs> why is he why is he doing this? He doesn't get a lot of work in New York. <laughs> Wait, that guy's headlining on the road. He the guy who doesn't get booked at all in New York. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I am. But it's because the show is good. The show is good, and the show means something to to me, and it means something to other people. And I believe in that. So even as I've as I've had a really hard week coming down from these these first two or two weekends, it's not it's not because the weekends went badly. Actually, the weekends went way better than I thought that they were going to. Frankly, more people came to the shows than I was expecting, and even though financially it wasn't necessarily super fruitful. The show got so much better so fast in four performances. 
And again, to have people connect both in the room with the performance and after the performance to come up to me and to talk to me about about how they experienced the show, that's worth anything. That's worth any sacrifice. That's worth any insecurity and, and, and everything I'm, that I'm feeling. So I think the reason why I'm having such such a strong reaction this week is number one, it's just exhaustion. The exhaustion of, of going on the road for two weekends in a row, which is harder than it sounds, by the way. So all of like the physical exertion of doing it, all of the driving uh, to go upstate and back and to go to Pennsylvania and back, but then also the emotional exhaustion, which is two parts. Number one, the emotional exhaustion of putting together the show logistically, of of worrying about the show, of worrying about it financially, of worrying about logistically pr- the production. But then finally, the the emotional exhaustion of performing the show, which which even though it's really fun to perform, it also takes a lot out of me, and I have to recognize that. I have to be okay with that. In the shows in Rochester, I was hitting something as an actor. Ironically enough, being in that acting studio maybe was, you know, getting me into some other place. But I was hitting something as an actor, and I was I was being within the story in a way that I had I have never been because of how dark of a place the show goes to, especially in the last ten minutes when I'm when I'm confronting. Uh, uh, deep insecurities about my body, about my existence, about uh, my my last major relationship, and about who I am as a as a romantic partner and as a man. That's a that's a that's a heavy place to go to for every performance, and especially this these last two performances. I, I really I really went there, and I'm I'm so glad I went there because the audience could tell. The room could tell that I was, I was, I was there, and I think I gave the audience something special. But I also gave them a part of myself. And and both nights when I was back in the hotel, I was I was emotionally exhausted and crying, and and I had to recover. And I think I'm I'm recovering this week from that. So I just want the show to go well. I just want the show to get better. I'm so excited to take it to more places upcoming. I'm excited to take it to Utica in a few weeks. I'm excited to perform just stand-up in a few weeks in Colorado. I have a lot of shows coming up over the summer. Uh, look out on my Instagram and website and and uh, sign up for my newsletter if you haven't. Uh, the link is in the description as well. I just I want to perform the show every night. I want to do it every night. Every night that I don't perform the show feels like a, a missed a missed opportunity to 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 execute my life's purpose. Like, nobody gets to do a show like this every single night, but I want to get to that place and and every goal that I have for the show uh, every festival that I'm I'm going to be taking it to, and then hopefully uh, in later this year or next year doing a doing an extended run in New York. None of these goals feel to me about professional achievement. They all just feel like vehicles for me to perform the show more and to to give it to more people. So that's what I want to do. This has been a ludicrously unfunny podcast slash youtube video and i uh, i acknowledge it 
if you saw this actually if you see this this is actually a, f- a pretty fair representation of my comedy show uh which is uh which is a spattering of comedy, but mostly just a string of unplanned, sincere moments. But just know that if you or your friends or family are are generous enough to give me your presence at one of these shows this year, next year, or whenever, just know that I do not take it for granted and that I will give every every disabled inch of my body to you that sounds way more sexual than i meant or did it Hmm. i will give everything to that performance every single night because this is what i'm meant to do and i don't think many people have the opportunity to do something as meaningful as this in their lives and i'm beyond grateful and humbled by it as you can tell, because this is just one big hallmark card of sincerity. I'm desperately trying to think of a dick joke. I got nothing. Thanks for listening. Please like, follow, subscribe. Uh, go to my website, jackfreeman.com for tour dates. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. You're all great folks. That's not true. The, some of you are probably bad people, but I like all of you. <laughs> most of you.